What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. I'm Julian Osius. I'm here with Michael Alimo. What's good, everybody? And today we are here to talk about Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury 2, some NBA stuff, and XFL Week 3. But before we get into that, if you go check out our socials at our Facebook and our Twitter, at underscore the spectators, we have a giveaway going on. Yes, first one. So this is our first ever giveaway. All you have to do is retweet the tweet, give us a follow, and also follow at the 3D Experience. Do that, you're entered in to win a $25 Amazon gift card. Uh, so make sure you do that because that's that's some easy money if you win. Who don't like free stuff? And, you know, it's it's we're not asking a lot out of that. Just, you know, go, go give it a follow. Go give it a retweet. Uh, and hopefully you win. Good luck, definitely. Good luck. But getting right into it, Wilder Fury 2. Part 2, the this rematch. This was a rematch for the WBC Boxing Championship. The two undefeated heavyweights going back at it after the first fight was electric. Yeah. and That this, fight lived up to every bit of the hype. And this one did not. Yeah, th- um, this one was tough. This one was, this one was tough to see. and Not in the sense of like... It wasn't like a bad. bad fight or anything. It was just like so one-sided. Yeah. You know, just Fu- a beatdown. Yeah, Fury came into this fight and he said what he was going to do. He said he was going to put on that extra weight, you know, use that weight on on Wilder, kind of lean on him, try and wear him down. He said he was going to taste blood, lick yeah. Deontay's neck a little bit, got a little, some drip drops. That was, uh, <laughs> he went and licked this man's neck while he was bleeding. I, yeah, that's, uh, you know, power to you. That's a shout a, that's, out. That's, that's a power move. <laughs> Um, you, you can't you know, knock him. That, that that is a that is definitely a boss move, uh, yeah. and that is a world champion move at, at that undefeated world champion move. So yeah, thirty and zero. So Tyson Fury, he's now thirty and zero and one. He has the one tie to to Wilder mm-hmm. from last December, and I mean this fight was just all him. Yeah, he, he knocked down Wilder what a handful two three four times. Some of them were trip ups. Yeah, the I think first two were probably trip ups, but. Once he hurt Deontay, yeah, it was game over, man. You you could see that Deontay just couldn't figure out like how to stand up like on his feet and just like be balanced. His eardrum pretty much exploded. Yeah, he was bleeding from his ear pretty early on, like late second round, early third, and it was kind of just the writing was on the wall. Yeah, you you could see, and which is so weird because you've just never seen that out of Wilder, no. uh, but he was just completely outclassed. He, you know his i think his team they were talking about it on the stream or on the you know the pay-per-view mm-hmm. and they were talking about how his team has so much confidence in him and his like dynamic punching ability because he's a knockout artist he's mm-hmm. the best knockout artist there's ever been yeah that right hand is something crazy just lethal and they had so much confidence in like who he is that they just didn't seem to to round out the rest of his his game his yeah. his boxing and you could definitely tell when when the punches weren't landing, he he didn't really have a way to to figure it out and kind of you know take a step, look back, and establish a new strategy on the fly. And you know he just got punished for everything he did. Now changing up the game, I don't think was too much of an issue because I think he still could have went toe to toe with Tyson. 
regardless of that fact, because that right hand is still ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Now Fury's, I, he definitely looks like the better boxer. Like he that his punt his combos being that big coming in at two uh two thirty. I mean two the Deontay came in at two thirty. Mm-hmm. Fury came in at two seventy three. That's wild, man. That's a big boy. Big. And he has he's two inches taller too. Yeah, so. six nine to six seven. But the thing is when you get hit like that and your equilibrium is going nuts. It's hard to take that step back, like you said, yeah. and readjust yourself. It, it's definitely difficult because you have such little time to do it. And, that, yeah. and that's why I do think it's on the trainers um, who, uh, who they're the ones you threw in the towel yeah. uh, in that seventh round. And I, I think that was kind of really odd, like watching that, because it's not like the punches that ended it were necessarily anything different than he had been taking all game or all fight it was just the fact that he was backed up in the corner yeah i think i think it was they point. realized they shouldn't have put him back out there for another round and they're like oh man let's like yeah. stop this now when realistically they shouldn't have put him out there to begin with um yeah i think after round six that this fight was just over yeah because you could tell he was wobbling all over the place couldn't keep his balance and and he wasn't really throwing punches back and that's the real thing he, here. he was he was throwing punches back a little bit but, but they didn't they have pur- they didn't have purpose either. yeah at all they it were, was just kind of like a defensive maneuver yeah to protect himself and just bit. from you know repetition and just exactly. like muscle memory kind yeah. of deal um yeah his punches had no purpose towards the end he felt lifeless yeah and you know, so they they waved the white flag, the white towel. Thankfully, um, before yeah. he got super like actually injured, and he might be. Oh, we haven't really heard anything about yeah. it. Uh, hope he's not. But you know, about to watch. Man. He's still a stud fighter, and he's still a knockout artist for ages. You know, and, and hopefully we get we get the trilogy. And I think we will. I think he'll take a minute. You know, reevaluate no. what's going on. And maybe try and fight on more equal weight, size, terms. I, th- I think that would be... A, yeah, because that was wild. Man. Yeah, that was a lot. The, the weight really showed that it was a difference. 230 to 270. That's a, that's, that's a lot. It's a lot of body. It's <laughs> a lot of... Um, and Fury's just throwing himself on him. Now, it was annoying to see Fury just keep on getting him in the headlocks at one after the other after the other. I was happy the ref gave him a point off at one point. It needed to. Yeah. Because um, that was the one complaint I had about that fight. was just... The very clear, like, illegal moves, like, yeah. happening when they were getting close. Yeah, I, I didn't quite like that either. But, hey, those those are little things to get you wins. Yeah. And, you gotta do what you gotta do. And if you're playing for the, the knockout, then you'll take the point or two loss, mm-hmm. definitely. And hey, TKO. Yeah. TKO will count. So... You know, it was a it was a pretty fun fight to watch just for the combos that Fury was bringing out, and you know, a lot of people thought he was going to win. Obviously, I mean, they're both studs, but I, I definitely feel like Wilder was the favorite in this, and he got um, humbled. Is is yeah. the the word that I'd use for that? He got humbled. Absolutely. And you know, it, it's nothing he can't come back from though. He's a warrior. No. He's he's I mean forty. Something it was just wins. a really bad luck of the draw. Like, you get something like that happen to you mid-fight. Like, I've had issues with my ears and stuff where, like, your equilibrium is off a little bit. And just forget about being a fighter in a heavyweight match. Like, you're going at it with the world's best. Getting demolished. So Yeah, it's tough to walk when you can't. Exactly. So forget about having to throw punches and keep your balance. And yeah. It, 
it is what it is. So yeah, hopefully it, he comes back. We get the trilogy. If not, Fury already said he wants Joshua. So that should be interesting. And I like that. Happen. He's he's looking to the next. He wants to defend that I belt. Mean, you got to. Yeah, he's, he's trying to defend it. And I, I also like that he... They they obviously, you know, boxers have a disdain towards each other just out of the nature of the sport. Mm-hmm. But there is a respect there where he was saying, hey, if, if Deontay wants that rematch, let's go. And you even saw Deontay in the ring after. He was like, I'm mad that my corner stopped it. Like, it is what it is. He He's a champion. He beat me. But he said he was the better fighter today. He was and, a better fighter. And, and he was. They would, he you know, I'm all for the, the – bombasticness you know where they're going around going crazy making fun of the the loser but you know at the end of the day they are two guys putting their bodies on the line and then tyson and fury leading the whole stadium the, and with american that was really cool i <laughs> fury's just a showman that, that's the thing about him he really is and his story is crazy though and i just i really like that he just feels like a yeah, he just feels like a guy regular old dude he just feels like a dude who happens to be like pretty talented and like mm-hmm. bigger than most people yeah. but he he does just feel like a dude not some dude that was like built to fight and yeah. I, I do really like that about tyson fury for sure gypsy king is a really gypsy cool king. really cool takes down the too. bronze ball and he came out with like the, the crown and the cake that was sick on the throne that was really wheeled out that was the really entrances cool. were crazy yeah that, that was electric. wilder fit that he had on with the mask and the shoulder pads and the eyes like a madonna up. concert yo that thing was hard yeah so <laughs> that thing I, was so hard i like that too it's part of the showmanship that is, yeah that's some like wwe stuff kind of i like boxing. it yeah i like it like you might as well yeah, yeah. Million dollar fights, go ahead. Yeah, seriously, they're making a lot. You, can spend, you can spend a little bit on an intro, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's what we got for the fight. I mean, you know, it was a one sided, just dominant. Yeah. Not much else to say. Shout out though. I, I wish we could, we could keep on going yeah, in about uh, it. Nah, but. Not much else there. <laughs> um, quick little NBA scoops we got you for the week. Uh, Kyrie Irving, point guard. Brooklyn yeah. Nets. My Brooklyn Nets. Out, Out for the, the season. season. Which, I mean, the writing, just this this just makes so much sense. He hasn't played much this season at all. When he has, he's gone back off, come back, gone back off. Three, four games here. And, and the Nets aren't particularly playing well either, so he's not in the biggest rush to get back on the court. No. And you know he he's voiced his opinion about the roster in the in the past too. Mm-hmm. He knows they have to get a little bit better, and they do. Naturally, yeah. And they do, and you know, no KD. You know, and going into this year, they knew that it wasn't going to be too crazy. Like best case scenario, everybody's healthy. Kyrie leads us second, maybe conference finals, whatever, and that's best case scenario. But I think the first time when he hurt his shoulder. He should have, they just should have just shut him down, got surgery. They try to bring him back, let him work through it. Because now we'll see, like, when he's ready by. Because there's no timetable the now. Yeah, you you take away that healing time. So, yeah. so, so you uh, hope he's ready for next season. Which just, is when they want to contend for the title. Exactly. And we so, get everybody back, see what happens. So you, just, you hope he's healthy because he's too talented to not be playing i mean there's there's a lot of talented guys this year just not playing basketball another one is paul george yeah paul george uh he's had just a weird weird season i mean he was an mvp candidate last year Mm -hmm. playing through like a torn late like shoulder his shoulder was like falling off yeah 
in the playoffs, uh, you know, goes to the Clippers, gets traded to the Clippers, and he just hasn't been able to play. No. You know, he hasn't been able to, to actually get healthy and stay healthy. But when he does, and it, if and when he does. Hopefully in time for the playoffs. Hopefully in time for, like, the end of the season. To yeah, to get that get uh, it, bread To get back into shape. Because yeah. Paul George, it's really easy to forget how dominant he really is. He's a great player, man. And I really want to see him healthy, playing with maybe the best player in the league. <laughs> in Kawhi, I mean... Kobe Bryant, all-star MVP, Kawhi Leonard. Yes. Uh, finals MVP two-time, Kawhi Leonard. Like, I want to see killer. I want to see the guy with the trophies help out the guy without him. Yeah. I, I want to see that. Um, and vice know, versa. And vice versa, for sure. So, the Clippers, uh, you know, I, th- I think they should still be the favorites, especially if he gets healthy. Yeah. Uh, but the Lakers are giving him a run for their money. Yeah, finally. They got the Morris brother that they didn't expect that they wanted. We got both the twins. We got the t- Morris twins in L.A. Yes. And th- that's I like that. I, I love when they get the play. The Clippers get summer. Marcus. The Lakers get Markeith. So it's going to be... The Clippers definitely have the better of the two. Yeah. But they play doubt. similar. They both can shoot the ball a little bit. And he gives the Lakers another scoring option. And whether you want to start him or bring him off the bench, it's mm-hmm. completely up to them. No. He's capable of both. And also about the Lakers, I'm ex- I'm happy they're finally realizing that their team is better without Rondo playing and with <laughs> Alex Caruso playing. It feels like it took them 50, or, yeah, 55 games to realize that. <laughs> and, you know, the analytics back it up. Just their team wins back it up. That... LeBron, I, I forgot the the number, but Caruso and LeBron have the second best uh, player or like duo efficiency rating in the league. Really, and it's behind LeBron and Quinn Cook, but Quinn Cook doesn't have enough minutes with LeBron for it to actually like register. Mm-hmm. So they're the best in the league. They're the best duo, Alex Caruso and LeBron James. Shout just, out to that. <laughs> kind of a wild little little nugget, but Caruso is just like. The weirdest surprise. Almost NBA All-Star, Alex Caruso. Yeah, man. He got ups, bro. Yeah, he's an athlete. He's definitely an athlete. The stuff that kid does is wild. Like, uh, check his shoes, please. Please. He he shouldn't be doing what he does. He got some bounce. He got them bunnies, boy. And so, the West is pretty cool because we have... There's two big fights going on in the West. We have the two through... What is it? Seven seed are all within like five games of each other. So yeah. any number of those yeah, teams that, that could flip flop at any time. Just any of them could be. You could be hosting a playoff game on Monday and then being the seven seed playing Denver on Thursday. Just, just the nature of it. Now you got the two to seven going at it, but then you also got nine to thirteen going at it, separated Eight. by. Two, three games? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're all fighting for that eight seed. Memphis is holding it right now. But Portland's been playing really good basketball lately. Mm-hmm. San Antonio. Dame just needs to get healthy. Yeah, exactly. San Antonio's been sneaky, as they always are. New Orleans got Zion. And Man. he's been balling out. Yeah. Not the rookie of the year. No. But he's been balling out. Sacramento, I don't know what to think about them. They're probably the one team that I wouldn't be betting on out of this group. For and me, probably I Phoenix count, as well. 
I count out probably uh, the Kings and maybe the Spurs. I think Phoenix, if Devin Booker goes on a tear, they could. They could do it. And Devin Booker is definitely capable of doing it. So, that bottom of the West is going to be really fun to watch. But there's only only two teams not in the running in the West, and that's really cool. And it's the the Golden State Warriors, which is just like (laughs) the weirdest juxtaposition I've ever seen. It's great, though. And because they're going to be good again next year. Exactly. They'll take their one year of being Mm -hmm. just sloppy bad. Exactly. And And, Curry should be back in a couple days. And I'm so happy that they traded uh, D'Lo to Minnesota so he can upgrade four wins. Yeah, Cat got hurt once he got there, so don't matter. It doesn't matter. That season's a wash. Yeah. Same thing with Golden State. But... Hey, you got to build for the future. Yeah, and they're definitely doing that. And, you know, when the shooters come back, Splash Brothers are back, Golden State's going to be a little scary. I'm really excited to see what Wiggins brings to that team. If they keep him. I I see no reason why not. Yeah. You got rid of your excess piece in D'Angelo. You got the piece that you needed was a three. Okay, well, run it. Well, what what need do you have to trade Andrew Wiggins? I think the one it's not necessarily a need. It's just that Andrew Wiggins is a guy who's really expensive for what he does, and I think they real like they should have went and got Malik Beasley because I think Malik Beasley is just Andrew Wiggins but skinny yeah. and making rookie contract. <laughs> so uh, you know, um, but at least you got somebody that has a little bit of a NBA tenure, to and him. he's a little bit of a dog when he like wants to actually yeah. play. Like, he's a good player. People sleep on Wig. So I don't know if it's sleeping on him. I think we um we see through his his disguise of scoring a bunch so he looks like he's good. Yeah. I think we see through it with him. But he hasn't really been in any like good situation though with the team. No, exactly. So we're gonna see if in a good situation I mean he was in a good situation for a minute. At Minnesota, but Jimmy Butler bullied him, so... Exactly. But even with that, it still wasn't even, like, the best place yeah. for him to be. Now you get two of the best shooters of all time. You get one of the, the best... best. You get one of the best defensive players of all time, Draymond. Oh, I was like, who? <laughs> I was confused. And though. they gotta do something with a five, but, I mean, Man, they got the showings to get right back to where they need to be. Yeah, they'll be in the mix next year, for sure. Yeah. They'll, they'll be Absolutely. Back. I don't think they'll be favorites in any regard, but they'll be back. They they could be top five. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they got to get the rhythm and everything back, and we'll see what happens with that. But per usual, the West is just the way more entertaining. The wild, wild West. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just way more entertaining. The East is a two horse race, and I mean we'll we'll say three because Boston's been playing really good basketball. Jason Jace, Tatum's playing out of his mind. Jason Tatum got a new back tattoo and it has not stopped his shooting. He, he spent the VC and it didn't matter. Um, that VC go crazy, man. Yeah, he he's been playing really, really well. Um, you know, he he's finally developing into what everybody thought he could be, which is nice to see. It, yeah, it's it's absolutely. not always right away when you're 19 coming into the league. Yeah, we as fans like to try to rush. We really the like that instant gratification because growing up, we've got to see players already developed. We haven't really watched players fully develop get drafted go through their struggles do all that like we've well, seen a we ha- bit. we've seen one and the great example is Giannis yeah Giannis has gone through the roof but also hasn't been a complete career and people wanted to shut down Giannis 
from the jump because yeah. he's too skinny, he couldn't choose. do this, couldn't do that. But you see it, and then you're like, oh, wow, this kid's raw. No. Well, yeah, if you give him a couple of years, of course he's going to be raw. Yeah. But they're not going to be in an environment dominant that is nurturing. Yeah. Like, you're 18, 19, grown men traveling the country, <laughs> like, doing all this away from home, your family, all that. His family's in another country. So, stuff like that. Yeah, like you gotta just get, you got to give these kids time. They're yeah, kids. They're kids. They really are. So. Like they're younger than us at times, and so you got to give yeah. them time to. So develop. Shout out to Jason for for developing and yeah. all the other young guys that are on that road to, to mm-hmm. following him. Uh, you know, I, I would love to see more. The more superstars, the better. I'm down. I and really am. That's the thing about the East. Like it's not as crazy and developed as the West. Like you got some powerhouses in the West, but think about the East. You got a lot of Decent teams. And the decent teams will eventually turn into pretty good teams. Hopefully. Because there's talent. Yeah. There's a lot of talent. Like, look, well, Washington, John Wall has not even played in a while. We haven't even been able to see him and Beal go at it. Yeah, well, he's not going to be on that team much longer, I, I can't imagine. Well, I'm speaking for that time with him there. We yeah. haven't got to see it. He's always hurt and... I don't know. John Wall shouldn't be the the key part of a team, and he has been for a while. This is like the first year Beal's like really taking that no. that step. He had to. Yeah, he had to. He had no choice. Yeah, <laughs> he had no choice at all. You gotta do what you gotta do. So you know, I'm excited to see how the the West pans out. We, uh, we have an idea of what's going on in the East. There's, there's mm-hmm. a, it's a three team race at the end of the day. Yeah. Four, we can kind of count Miami, but they've been like sputtering lately. And too. who knows what we can get with the 76ers? I don't think much. Like the thing is, I don't think they're right there to turning the. Brett page. Brown isn't is not a good coach. He doesn't know how yeah, to like. For, he, yeah, he, he he sucks. But he, just, he couldn't lead a horse to water. Like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid could be the best players in the league just for whatever little things they're not yeah but Embiid could be the best center ever if he really locks in hones in on his talent he's so talented like he's so talented so big and if he really wants to he could be dominant like Shaq but he won't do it so I, I don't think it's like he won't do it again I think it's it's it comes with mental and it comes with also staying healthy, yeah. but you also got to put in the work to do that. You got to get yourself in game shape, also. Yeah. And, and does he do that to a hundred percent on a professional level? Who's to say? Who's to say? But if they get it together in Philly, they could be a really dangerous team. But time will tell with that. Time will tell, hundred percent. Yeah. So switching gears one last time with y'all. <laughs> Going from the NBA to the XFL, back to the to the football field. Week three, we got some shakeup in our in our power rankings. Um, the frauds are being exposed, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So to start off the weekend, we had Roughnecks and the Vipers. Tampa Bay coming in was zero and two. Roughnecks two and zero. There was a clear favorite in this game, but this was a fun one. This yeah. this really did turn into an actual really good game. This was a shootout. Um, Brooklyn actually was at this game. Oh, so it was so much fun! Shout man. out to XFL for putting on a, a fun environment. It was so the fans are electric. Now my thing is, the thing that will hold this league up on its feet 
longevity-wise, is going to be its fans. Their fans are so electric, man. You see, like, just on pregame stuff, watching on TV, like, they're coming, this is the, we're three weeks in. These fans are coming in full gear, like how people would for an NFL game. An established team. Like, it's crazy to see, like, I don't know where they're getting this stuff from. Like, I don't know how much money they got that they're doing all this, but shout out to them, man. Like, the fans are awesome. The game was so much fun. But the uh, another thing being fun is watching PJ Walker, bro. The definitely the best quarterback in the XFL. Uh. <laughs> um, he he just has a cannon, and he has such an understanding of where he is and where the defenders are He's at smart. all time. He's he really, really does feel like a I don't want to say NFL quarterback, but the closest thing to that that we're gonna see in this league. He he really does feel like that. Yeah, and I mean. You know, that's why his team is now 3-0. Absolutely. And they're putting up big points every week. And, you know, Tampa's not the best team in this league. Um, one of the worst ones, in fact. But they did put up a lot. And this was a away game. It's hard to win on the road in any league. And, you know, Roughnecks just keep keep dominating. Their scores are closer than it fe- like should. Because it feels like they're the better team in every game they've played. Yeah. Now... The Vipers are the worst team in the league, because obviously record-wise, 0-3, it's tough. But, man, they put up some yards every game, man. Yeah. They just can't finish at all. Yeah, in this game, they were kind of piecing it together. I mean, 27 points, you're scoring a, a little bit. You're yeah. scoring, but you got to be able to convert those yards into points. And you got to be smarter with the play calling. Because whatever they're doing over there with Trustman and the boys. Well, Trustman's, um, for lack of a better word, uh, not not good. Yeah. <laughs> not good. But in uh, true Tampa Bay football fashion, they throw a pick to seal the game and lose it. <laughs> so You love to see it. You really do. <laughs> that Jameis isn't um, a player. He's a mindset. <laughs> you love- well, while I'm at the game, like everybody's walking out after the pick, and then you just hear uh, because everybody's in NFL jerseys and all that, and one guy's in a Bucks jersey. He goes, "I thought we were in the off season, man." <laughs> so- <laughs> you gotta keep going through this. <laughs> it, it's wild, yeah. but um, yeah. So Roughnecks move to three and zero. Game two of the weekend: Dallas Renegades versus the Seattle Dragons. Renegades win twenty four to twelve. So they move to two and one. Seattle moves to one and two. Um, this is Seattle's a really odd team. Yeah, I don't, they, they I don't want, know what they got going they, on. They want to run the ball, but they're not good at doing it. No. And when you're not good at running the ball, but you're you're forcing the uh, you're forcing the envelope, you're not going to score a lot, and they aren't scoring a lot. So, you know, Silver isn't particularly good. He's not bad. He's not bad, but he's not. But making, he's also not good. He's not making good plays. But the real issue here is you rush the ball with four different guys, and none of them have over forty yards. And four guys, you won't even get a hundred yards. Yeah. So. so that's that's where the the real issue is here because you're spending a good amount of plays and a good amount of like effort on mm-hmm. these plays. Yeah. And you're just not getting much back. So, to me, this game wasn't so much like Dallas proving anything. I think Dallas is still 
kind of a mystery to me. I think Cameron Artist Payne is pretty good. Um, Landry Jones still trying to get his footing. Yeah, I, you know, th- those are the two big pieces for them too. Yeah, and so I'm not really sure what to think about them, but this was more of a Seattle needing to reevaluate the way that they're running the team. Yeah, and Seattle broke down in the second half because right out of halftime they turn it over on downs, give it back to Dallas. They end up scoring a touchdown, and it was just and they don't take their foot off the pedal. Yeah, they put up a couple more scores and. That was it. <laughs> Seattle didn't give nothing to go back with it and finish it off like that. Yeah. Now this one. This one's rough. <sighs> My this Guardians. One, this one was rough. Uh, the, the Sunday games were both really bad. Yeah. It's, man. Uh, I, Battlehawks, St. Louis coming in, home game, and just get, putting on a show. First football game in St. Louis in a thousand five hundred and twenty nine days shout out to the la rams those fans are starved for some football and guess what they got a pretty good team yeah they, they got a pretty good team uh tamu is a darn good quarterback and he wasn't needed much today no. only only threw it 18 times because matt jones just running up there matt run it, jones run it up their guts and um you know new york just looked lifeless horrible just absolutely horrible just bad. I mean, they they used three different quarterbacks in this game. They didn't really know who to stick with because nobody was really giving them any. Yeah, of... McGloin got hurt in the first series. They tried to bring him back out. Didn't work. I don't know exactly what he hurt, but um, they ended up uh, bringing in uh, Williams. He didn't really do too much. Like, he put up 100 yards, but they just couldn't finish on anything. They were sloppy turnovers, penalties, everything. Just not good football at all. No really other way to put it. Just really bad, sloppy football. Yeah, and the, and the Battle Hawks, for the most part, caused it. I think that's that's an important takeaway here, too. Yeah. Um, this wasn't just New York being bad. This was St. Louis causing them to be bad and getting in their heads. And, you know... Uh, St. Louis is, they look pretty good. Their one loss is to the Roughnecks, and it was in Houston. So I'm this This is one of those teams that I'm, I'm definitely looking out for towards the end of the season, especially once everybody starts to click and, like, really start to gel. This team has a lot of talent. Yeah. And uh, the Battlehawks have the only dome in the XFL. And those fans. Loud. Oh, man, watching on TV. Loud. They were electric, bro. Loud. They were going nuts. And they most, all had like the wings that could good. flap and stuff. <laughs> it was dope. It was cool. So shout out to the Battlehawks. They are now two and one, and they look pretty good. They they definitely look pretty good. They're a very good running team, and you sprinkle in Tamu with his passing, amazing. amazing. Very well rounded team that could do some big things. Now, if you thought last game was a beatdown, <laughs> welcome to LA. Uh, where the Wildcats are gonna, they're gonna whoop you. Apparently, coming into this game, the zero and two Wildcats, the zero and two Wildcats that looked awful week one, better week two. What a new QB week two with Josh Johnson. And now they're starting to, you know, they're starting to pick it together. Yeah. They're starting to gel. They're starting to figure it out, find that identity, and they put a whooping on the undefeated DC Defenders. Yeah, man. DC looked like one of the better teams in the league coming into this game. And they just got exposed. I mean, just flat out exposed. And we've been saying, off the strength of Cardell, they've been 
winning. And just what? Cardale had a bad day today. 12 gauge wasn't loaded. And they uh, sputtered to a nice little nine points. I don't know at what point it changed, but up until about the late in the second quarter, maybe early third quarter, they had one passing yard. For an entire half. One passing yard. That's it. Only one bullet with the 12 gauge. You hate to see it. Hate to see you it. You can't reload. <laughs> they they finish with ninety, but that's nothing when he's been putting up what two fifty. And at that point, the game was already just at hand. Yeah, garbage uh, time. It was garbage time. They were losing by twenty plus already. Yeah. I mean, the Wildcats put up thirty nine. That's I think that's the most we've seen so far in the XFL. Um, I don't um, know off the top of my head, but I, that's it could be. one of the higher amounts that yeah, we've seen. And that's just a be. lot in football. Scoring almost forty is uh, yeah. not easy. And they did it in a bunch, uh, a bunch of ways. They had three receivers with over 40 yards. You know, they weren't even running the ball particularly well. They just scored with their few runs that were worth anything. I mean, they didn't have a run over 10 yards. No. But three rushing touchdowns. So, eh, they, shout out. Yeah, they got put in. Josh Johnson put them in position to score. And, they, and you know, I, I'm going to keep saying it every week. But in a league like this, where the defensive talent isn't quite there, whoever's going to score in the opportunities they have the most is going to be successful. Yeah, and you know, absolutely. obviously, oh, you're going to score, you're going to be winning. But you know, you got to take advantage of the opportunities that are given to you. Mm-hmm. And there's not going to be that many. And speaking of opportunities being given to you, Josh Johnson's making the most of it. He definitely is making the most of it. Put up almost 300 yards, three TDs. So. Looks good, journeyman. The journeyman. So Who we got some. We got around the team. We got our power rankings. All right. After week three, uh, we got a new, a new basement dweller. Yeah. Really, it's two sharing the uh the cage down there. Yeah. New York Guardians. You messed up. Yeah, moving from the middle of the pack, way down to the bottom. Yeah. After an embar- back-to-back embarrassing performances. Yeah, and that and that's the real thing here. The Vipers look bad against the Guardians, and they still won't have a win. But they've looked better in their two games to follow. Whereas, the But Gar- even that game, they still put up almost 200 yards more yeah. than the Guardians when yeah, they lost. Yeah, exactly. So they're, just they're can't not, finish. They're not, like, lifeless. They're just needing to figure it out. Mm-hmm. The Guardians are lifeless. Uh, so they're the eight spot. No. Seven Vipers, you know, still don't have a win, so you're going to be in the bottom. Yeah, but they could easily be like three to four if they could figure out whatever they got going on over there in Tampa. Yeah, and you know, there's only so many games in the season here, so yeah. got to kind of pick that up. But it can later. easily turn around. Yeah, at the sixth spot, we got the Dragons. They're kind of in the same spot as the Vipers, but they definitely have clear like at least they know what they want to do it's just not working they want to be a running team but they're better at passing but they're not great at passing so it's like well what exactly do you want to do exactly so they'll hopefully figure out what they want to actually do yeah keep it pushing uh number five renegades again this is a team that has two pretty talented guys in landry and artist Payne, and we just need to see if the rest of their team can kind of make up for what they lack. They show signs of being a very good team. Yeah. But I think this is about where they stay. Maybe bump up to like four, four or three. That's about, really... that's about it yeah. for them. 
Um, four, we got the defenders. We had Topping them at two, we, two. Yeah, we had them at two last week, and this loss, they they could have easily been five here. Honestly, yeah. Um, this is just a bad, bad loss. But we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Be coming from yeah, undefeated. we'll we'll say it's their first away game. They've never mm-hmm. left DC yet, so we'll give them a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. Um, but just jumping them straight away, we got the one win Wildcats. I think uh, coming from six last week. Yeah, I mean they were towards the bottom. I mean they, again they were winless. Josh Johnson revitalized this team though. They yeah. look like a brand new team. And the biggest thing here is they're scoring. And if you yeah. can score, and you can win your home games and score, you're going to be doing fine. So against a good defense, got them at three. Mm-hmm. Number two. The Battlehawks, St. Louis. Yep. Um, I'm kind of happy about this one. I, I wasn't sure how this team was going to be. Uh, you know, they, they look fun. They look exciting. But now they're starting to win. And they have their two wins in. They played Houston tough. Lost that one. But, again, that was in Houston. And yeah. they're a number one. So, it's, yeah. it's not like you're... <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. It's not like you're... <laughs> you're Crying home about uh, losing to a bad no, team here. Uh, Houston looks looks and has looked pretty great. PJ Walker is fantastic. Yeah, they're definitely the one, pretty undoubtedly at this point. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, last week I was a little iffy on it because I thought DC was pretty darn good, but I'm happy we we definitely put Houston. Yeah, <laughs> that was some. <laughs> they good, are who we thought they yeah, were. <laughs> some good foresight on on our end on that one for yeah. sure. So we got couple weeks left and it's gonna be interesting to see where these teams finally start forming into what the coaches start trying to do with their teams do they start leaning on what's working do they try to experiment with stuff and get away from what they're doing it's all a matter of time but the the puzzle will make more sense as it goes and it's starting to take form definitely starting to take form because you know the pretenders are showing at this point the, the pretenders are the defenders. Yes, yes they are. <laughs> yes they are. Yeah. So, and we finally got our first XFL kickoff return. Let's go on a reverse. It was wild. Uh, of course, it took some like nonsense to happen. Yeah, it's a lot harder to return than I thought it would have been. Yeah, because I it just feels like the whole like in front of you is just a wall. Yeah, because you got twenty people right yeah, there. Yeah, it's just a big wall and just. There's not much room to kind of squeeze through. No. And it'll be cool to see them start, like, integrating more plays within it. Like, all right, these four are going to drop back. You six, come up, block, do all this, swing around. Because you're going to try and get the most out of it that you can. Yeah. Definitely. And I think as uh, the games go on, hopefully seasons go on with all of this, we start seeing a lot more stuff. And it should be fun. Absolutely. So, last thing we got for you guys. The classic spectators bit that we got for you. Smart or stupid? So, Brooklyn, what you got for me? You got anything for me? So, smart or stupid? We got some new baseball rules, but just uh, grabbing one of them. Smart or stupid? The three batter minimum for pitchers. Hmm. I, I, I like the rule, but I don't. I'm going to go with stupid just because people who like the game don't want this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with stupid. Stupid? Yeah, I, I do kind of like it myself, but I don't I don't know how good it is for. I don't think it's gonna bring in any fans, and I think it'll turn more away than it attracts. So stupid. I could disagree. I'm going smart. 
I I could see why it upsets fans because you're eliminating part of the game, but like the specialist for that. But I think it should be pretty cool to see. All right, you're coming in. Take out these three people. You got it. This year, this year time. So I'm going smart. Smart or stupid? Is it smart to really think that in the NBA Western Conference, it's going to remain a five-team race for the eight seed throughout the rest of the season? Throughout the rest of the season, five teams? Um, I'm going to go stupid. I think it will fall to about two to three. Now, which two to three? It's going to be interesting because we got a handful of them around. And I definitely some think good Memphis is going to be there. Yeah. That's the only one I'm sure about is Memphis. Yeah. So, I'm going to go stupid with that. I'll agree with you on that. I, I, that's a lot of teams, and they're going to start beating up on each other at some point. So, so smart or stupid, being 5,000 points away, does LeBron James have a chance to be the number one scorer in NBA history and pass Kareem? Start. Smart. Yes. Smart. Yeah. I think he's going to do it. Yeah. I think LeBron plays at least another five more years. Yeah. And he's scoring a thousand a year. Especially <laughs> with like how much he's yeah, he smart. I'm, I agree. I can't wait to see him and Brawny out there hooping. It, exactly. That's gonna but be so much he's, fun. He's gonna be here for a little bit longer. And I mean we've never seen him be hurt, you know, knock on wood. Except for last year with the groin injury. But like really hurt for like I mean, that was the biggest LeBron injury we've and that, ever had. And that was what, like thirty games? Yeah. So, just just about so you know. less than half the season, yeah, and, and that was the biggest. So that's a in blessing. seventeen years. Yeah, that's so. that's definitely a blessing that we've shout had. out to LeBron. We've had a healthy LeBron for as long. LeBron's as we definitely have. like the pinnacle of like keeping your body in Bro, prime that's, that's his shape. Temple. That's his temple, yeah. dog, and he takes good care of it. Even though there was that thing recently where all he does is like eat junk food. Yeah, when Anthony Davis came out and said yeah, that, yeah, he's saying he only eats junk. And LeBron food. was like, I wish. <laughs> Well, shout out. The only thing he's eating junk is uh, some Taco Tuesday. So Taco Tuesday. So what you got for the last one? For the last one, smart or stupid? Sitting out players in the NBA where it seems like Steph, he's a little bit hurt. He definitely probably could come back at the end of the season. Just smart to sit him out, or or is it? I feel like it kind of discredits like the competitive nature that they have but at the same time like so i'm gonna say smart because if your season is already a wash and your guy has been hurt and missed a majority of time sit him out go ahead especially when his co-star is also hurt so what are you really coming back and playing for get healthy work on your craft even more let the young guys do what they do and just keep on building. Now, in a sense of sitting players out for, like, load management, I don't like that. Okay. So we've got a little two-answer here. Yeah, a little, little two-way answer. If they're already hurt and they're going to miss a chunk of time, go ahead. And if you're not contending for anything, especially like them being 15th in the West, there's no point. Why, why risk the chance of you coming back and hurting yourself even more? Yeah. Just get healthy, do what you got to do, come back next year, ball out. So yes to get healthy, no to load management. Yep. Load management bad. Load management bad. It's no there's no point. Like it's so lame. you're paying all it's, this money for to it, come see one player. It's so lame. It really and then is. you get to the game to find out oh he's not playing. Like Darn you, Kawhi. <laughs> Darn you. Like you spend your money to go to one game 
in one city that you can only see that team one time, you don't even get to see it. So, whack. Bad. <laughs> Just whack. Yeah. But no shout out for that. No shout outs. Boo. but thank you guys again so much for listening again we have our giveaway $25 giveaway for Amazon just go check out our Twitter go check out our Facebook find out how to enter there it's really easy you know good luck have fun and make sure you stay tuned we got some cool stuff in store for you guys don't want to miss it absolutely these coming weeks are going to be a lot of fun yeah we're excited So, so thank you guys for listening thank you later